0: It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Friday, December 10th, 2021. I'm Aaron Fulton with Raven News. City officials reported a small avalanche at the Blue Lake campground on Wednesday morning. The City Electric Department was testing the Blue Lake Hydroelectric Dam's emergency action plan alert system on Wednesday morning. According to an email from Public and Government Affairs Director Melissa Henshaw, the slide did not impact the drill or the test of the emergency alert system. Utility Director Scott Elder said the slide will be cleaned up once it's determined safe to do so. Until then, the city is asking that Sitkins avoid the area. Hundreds gathered in Haines over the weekend for a commemoration and dedication event. One year since the destructive Beach Road landslide and massive storm damage to roads, homes and livelihoods. KHNS's Corinne Smith reports.
1: More than 200 people gathered at Haines Boat Harbor on Saturday for a memorial event honoring the lives lost and all those impacted by the winter storms. Haines Threshold Choir sang, and there were prayers and speeches, as the sun set behind the ridge on a cold, cloudless winter day. The scar of the landslide can be seen in the background, a massive force that swept away homes and killed two beloved community members, Janae Larson and David Simmons.
2: We've suffered a great deal of pain, some of you so personally some of you financially to ways that the rest of us can't understand.
1: Pastor Matt Jones reflected on the senselessness of the tragedy and offered ways to find positivity and optimism in the memory of the two. Larson, as the Haines kindergarten teacher, loved her students. And Simmons traveled the world but loved Haines most of all.
2: And yet all of that in life, I know that I, though the pain, I'm still glad to have gone through the dance. I don't want to have missed that. Because if we miss it, then we don't experience that depth of that love, the depth of that joy, or the peace that comes at the end of that hardship.
1: Following the vigil was a memorial walk about half a mile along the waterfront to Picture Point, made brisk by the 10 degree weather. The crowd included the family of those lost, friends, neighbors, coworkers, and first responders. Among them, Stephen Knight, a marine science technician with the U.S. Coast Guard, was part of the search and rescue mission in the days after the landslide.
3: Still raw. You know, it doesn't feel like it's been a year.
1: Knight says he made the trip from Juneau for the memorial on his own dime.
3: I think with all the folks here, i um, reminded of the phrase collateral beauty. Um, so it's, it's, it's good to have their memories, kind of how Pastor Jones was saying, um, remembering how this brought everyone together.
1: He says he's been part of disaster response efforts across the country and the way the Haines community came together last year was unique.
3: We had folks who were clerks at the hotel, working in the emergency operations center, we had folks who work in administration in the city that were stepping up to you know, take roles that would normally be fitted or or plugged in with and just to see you know, everyday folks you know, excelling um, in the response and the recovery effort. You know, that was was beautiful and it was very unique. I'm blessed to have been a part of the recovery.
1: At the Picture Point Park and Picnic area, the crowd gathered for a dedication of a long handmade community table. It represents the community coming together in the response effort and in healing, says Haines Mayor Doug Olrud.
2: It represents all that everyone has brought to the table. Many responded to our disaster last December, and many of them returned to join us today. I hope this table becomes a spot for contemplation, healing, friendship, and renewal.
1: Olrud thanked all those involved in the emergency response and recovery effort. The crowd listened, gathered around bonfires for warmth. He said the scars of the storm will eventually recede with time and new vegetation, and so will healing from the trauma.
2: The slides will take longer, but eventually they too will be hidden by new growth. Each of us knows also that the personal emotional damage we each suffered is harder to see. As with most trauma, many of us spend a lot of energy making sure no one sees that damage. Being vulnerable scares us, but to fully heal, we need to be vulnerable. The trees and grass won't grow on the hard rock. No, they need the softer soil to take root.
1: There will also be two memorial benches dedicated to Larson and Simmons installed in the spring, making Picture Point a space for reflection and community healing. In Haines, I'm Corinne Smith.
0: A Wrangell Company won big at the Alaska Symphony of Seafood. Waterbody, a Wrangell-based bath and body company that sells products like soaps, salves, and bath soaks, won first prize in the Beyond the Plate category of the Symphony of Seafood product competition last month. The category is meant to highlight seafood products that can't be eaten. In this case, Waterbody's winning product is a kelp-infused bath soak called Deep Blue Sea. Waterbody founder, Angie Flickinger, says the Epsom and sea salt soak has Alaskan bull kelp, peppermint, lavender, and jojoba oils, and like all of her products, is inspired by the nature of Southeast Alaska.
4: One of the main areas of focus for the symphony is uh, mariculture and kelp is a very up and coming, you know, ingredient and resource in the region. And so I wanted to highlight um, one of the products that uses kelp and there's like whole flakes of kelp in the sea soak, so you're actually like soaking in it, which I think is cool.
0: While Waterbody has multiple products that use Alaska kelp, Flickinger says she wanted to highlight the bath soak on the big stage.
4: That's my best selling product overall. And so it has a large following, a lot of folks love it. Um, I also really love the packaging of the bath soak again, because I think it like communicates, it sort of draws people into what it feels like to be on the water here, like it, it just has that feeling. So the whole package just felt like a good fit for that contest like it really it looks like the ocean and it has parts of the ocean in it
0: Flickinger makes packages and ships water body products from a studio across the street from wrangles marine service center and she says winning one of the five category prizes at this year's symphony of seafood won't radically change that operations model
4: i'm just working to grow the business like i've as i've You know, learned how to better operate a business and like challenged myself in all these ways and grown as an entrepreneur. I see like this business as a way to invest more in my community locally and regionally.
0: The Symphony of Seafood Grand Prize will be announced at an event in Juneau in February. As a category winner, Waterbody will get booth space at the Seafood Expo North America in March and an entry into the Expo's product competition, the Seafood Excellence Awards. Waterbody is one of two small southeast Alaska companies to win category prizes at this year's Symphony of Seafood. The other, Seagrove Kelp, sources kelp off of Prince of Wales Island in Doyle Bay. It won the food service category for its Alaska-grown ribbon kelp, which it sells to retailers and wholesales to restaurants and other food producers. The commission that oversees fisheries for halibut from Alaska to California last week heard a little more positive outlook on the future of those fish. The International Pacific Halibut Commission sets catch limits for fisheries in the U.S. and Canada and held an online meeting November 30th and December 1st to hear the latest information about fish stocks and catches. In recent years, the commission has heard of low stock levels and the likelihood of further declines. At its interim meeting this year, commission scientist Ian Stewart noted some positive signs in an annual survey as well as fisheries from 2021. Stewart told commissioners that young halibut, born in 2012, are showing up in catches.
2: These younger fish are the 2012 year class, which are emerging as stronger than the six years previous to that. And these fish are going to be increasingly important to the spawning biomass projections as they are going to be maturing over the next few years.
0: Stewart said scientists would know more in the next few years about the fish born in 2012. That's still a little more optimistic view of the health of halibut stocks than in the last five years. Scientists estimate the current amount of fishing could keep stocks close to current levels instead of the declines they've been projecting. Stewart reported that they're seeing a larger percentage of the overall stock shifting back into the Gulf of Alaska and Aleutian Peninsula and less of it along the coast from southeast Alaska and further south. That's a return to the stock distribution seen 10 to 15 years ago. Commissioners also heard about the projected halibut catches from this year, estimated at nearly 38 million pounds coastwide. Most areas of the coast did not meet catch limits set by the Commission in January, with the exception of southeast Alaska, which went over its limit. Both guided and unguided recreational fisheries exceeded harvest limits in southeast. The sport catch dropped during the 2020 pandemic year, but rebounded in 2021. Stewart said British Columbia, Southeast Alaska, and the Central Gulf all saw a big increase in the recreational catch. And that was a combination of um, less restrictive domestic regulations and a combination of, um, I think, more travel and more participation in these fisheries than was anticipated early in the season when those regulations were put into place. So we now see that in, in aggregate, recreational mortality is essentially as high as it's been in about a decade. Scientists estimate the coastwide wide sports catch increased 43 percent from 2020. The amount of fish discarded in commercial fisheries also went over limits this year in southeast and the central gulf. The commercial fishery along most of the coast was open until December 7th this year. The commission meets to decide on next year's catch limits, season length, and other decisions in late January in Bellevue, Washington. I'm Aaron Fulton and this has been Raven News.